Yo, I got a new intro for you guys. I know you guys have been listening. The people who have been listening, they've been hearing me say podcast going way up, but I got a new intro for you guys today, right? Psych! Podcast going way Welcome to the fourth episode of Sideline Saturdays. I'm your host, Jelani Smith, 19 years old, communications major out of South Suburban College, aka Milk Chocolate Delight, aka Big Papa Pump, aka the best podcast in the world. I'm just kidding, it's not the best podcast in the world, at least not yet. Maybe it is right now, I don't know. But I got a special guest for you guys today. I brought along the Brody with me, another one of my homies, Dakota. Gotta shout you out last week. That was an amazing episode that you did. But I got another Brody on a super, super talented, ultra talented Brody with me. I got Ace, aka artist, aka the Brody. What's up? What's going on? Oh, uh, shit, nothing much. Nothing much. For you guys that don't know him, if you're not subscribed to his YouTube channel right now, and I suggest before we do anything, YouTube channel, what is it now? Ace of BSK. Ace of BSK, go check it out. It's on YouTube. Go subscribe to the channel. You're talking, in my opinion, I listen to rappers, and you guys know that. I'm a, I'm pretty much a music head. I think two weeks ago, you guys saw my top five rappers list. Artists to me, and I'm not even, this ain't no, no tip riding shit. This ain't just because he's my friend, he's my homie. Literally, he's one of the most talented I've heard, to be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I think he's one of the better like lyricists I've, I hear nowadays. I appreciate it. Man, no problem. But how do we meet again? Uh, my sophomore year in high school and your junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, we met. It was gym class. Yeah, in gym. And I remember the first impression. Like, the first impression, this is funny. For people that know me, I'm a weird-ass nigga. Like, let's be real with you. I, I am kind of weird. You guys just heard my intro. That was, a, that was a little bit extra. When I met artists, I remember, like, I was in gym class and it was random. And you like came at me with a joke like out of nowhere. I forgot what happened. There was somebody else in our class that made that happen. Who? Nah, I was with, I was with my friends. Who was it? And they was like, yeah, I guess y'all was in the same class. Yeah. I and then you was just standing by them, so I just said something to you. I think it was a joke, and I was like, what the fuck? It was a little bit off, like off the hinges a little bit. And I was like, that's the first impression I got of artist was. It's like this nigga kind of weird a little bit. But I mean, not not super super weird, but just I was like, oh, was a little, I, was, I can't remember what the joke was. Yeah, that was before I grew up. <laughs> and that was your that was your second year itself, right? Your freshman yeah. Where'd you go? Where'd you go freshman year? I went to that freshman year. Freshman year? Yeah. That's like when I came out here around that time. So what about oh okay, so where'd you go to middle school? I went to middle school in JNA Neal. And then I went to I finished and I went to eighth grade in the school called Heritage. Okay, oh that's right, you did go to Heritage. Yeah. That's right. I ain't gonna lie to you. <clears throat> I went to Memorial myself and uh, I did not. I like Memorial, I love Memorial, shout out Memorial, I guess, but I actually have more heritage friends than I have memorial friends. I actually ended up being friends more with the heritage kids than I was with the memorial kids. The memorial kids was bougie. I ain't like them niggas, bro. Yeah, that one little year I spent that that school was ass. <laughs> I hated that school. What a heritage or memorial? Yeah, I was just staying in the city. That shit was fucking. Cool. Was it corny? Yeah. It was corny. Yeah, it was like I don't know. I just didn't like it at all. <laughs> it was like different. I don't know. But also for you guys that do not know, this is I've only been knowing artists since I was seventeen. I'm nineteen years old now. And but he's grown to be like literally one of my closest friends. We talk about a lot of stuff with each other, especially over the last two years. When we first started out, it was the gym class thing. But then after that, we ended up having Spanish together. And you were actually the only person that I knew in Spanish. Like, and I didn't even know you like that. Like we had that one instance at the gym. But then I, when I came in the classroom, I was like, I was mad as fuck because I'm, like, I'm looking. I'm like, there's nobody in here that I know. Literally nobody at all. But then I knew you a little bit, so that's the 
gravitated towards you a little bit. Yeah, I only knew like two people in it. Man, and then that that class ended up actually ended up being a lot of fun. But when I first got in there, no, no, that, that shit looked uh, it looked it looked tired. I'm not gonna lie to you, it looked bogus, it looked jacked. And then we ended up becoming close friends. We not as much now. You go to Eastern Illinois now. How's it been over there? Yes, yeah, uh, it's decent. It's like quiet though. Quiet. Really, yeah. And besides, on the weekend when they be partying and shit. Is it a lot? How's the parties? Matter of fact. It's decent. The few I've been to is decent. Decent. Yeah. You made any lot of friends or the niggas kinda like I made a, I made a few friends. There's a few people from high school to go there and I made some new ones while I got down there. I heard that shit was like TF South two point but I mean I go to South Suburban College. That's literally all there is of TF South niggas up in there, bro. That's not uh you asked uh shit. University of Illinois mm-hmm. is like the second TF South. Is it really or is it Illinois State? Both. Both of them, yeah. Yeah. Cause I be hearing about a lot of Illinois State niggas that like I gotta stop saying that word. That's gonna be another episode for another day, y'all. I'll be using the N-word too much. And my mom told me I should make an episode where I discourage that. And I'm gonna do it. But for this episode, if I use it on that on it's it's force of habit. I'm sorry. But like I said, it's Jelani Smith, this artist, it's sideline Saturdays. We're gonna be talking about basically since artist is here and he's a rapper, talented rapper. We're gonna be talking basically basically top what's his top five favorite rappers of all time, like I gave you guys two weeks ago. Um, he's going to talk about the new rappers that he likes today, who are his biggest inspirations, all that plus some. So you guys stay tuned to Sideline Saturdays. We'll be right back. Yo, we back on Sideline Saturdays. It's Jelani Smith with artist aka Ace. What's up? We gonna talk a little about a little bit about hip hop. Like we gonna delve into the whole thing pretty much. So, I know you saw you saw the second episode, didn't you? Or you listened to it? Oh uh, yeah, I seen it. So my top five favorite rappers of all time. Favorite, not best, not most influential. I told you guys that already. For the people that do listen, I first off I do. Before we keep going, I love all the people that do listen and support and give critiques to all. I, a lot of love to you. Got nothing but love for you. But if you remember two episodes ago, I said that. I gave you guys a list of my top five favorite rappers of all time. Number five for me was Lauryn Hill. Number four was Nasty Nas. Number three was Tupac. Number two was Biggie. Number one was Kanye West for me. And I got a little bit of some reception from people for my list. First off, people said that the the segment overall was good, but they were surprised that I had Kanye. Some people were surprised that I didn't have Kendrick. Kendrick was actually number six on my list. And I think I had, I would have probably put like, Maybe J. Cole at seven, maybe J. Cole at seven or eight, one of them too. Like he's in my top 10. He's somewhere like that. But I say all that to say, artists, who are your top five rappers of all time? Of all time, number five starting off is, uh, I say Twister, just because he don't get enough credit. And like the shit he was saying is actually like what people was living at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he did it so vividly and he, like, he talked so fast, but you can understand every word he said. And every time you listen to it, you find something like new. And that shit just like intrigues me. And number four, I say, I say Eminem just because he like. Mm-hmm. To me, he's my favorite. He's my favorite wordsmith. But so like, you just can't listen to his stuff certain like in certain places. Like, you can't just ride down the street listening to Eminem. They gonna look at you stupid as hell. Slim Shady LP. You can't listen to that motherfucker. <laughs> if you ever listen to Slim Shady LP, I'm not gonna repeat it because um, that's a little too graphic. Some of the stuff, but. He's got some of my like some some crazy bars. He got music you listen to in the room. Yeah, you by yourself. To, you don't listen to Noel. Yeah, 
I'm not gonna, I can't even listen to his music before you keep going. I can't even listen to his music no more. Like, I don't know if I'm in a different place in my life now or like if something like, I don't know. But like, I used to be able to listen to his music. Like, he got a song off the Marshall Mathers LP called Kill You, I think. That's the first oh, yeah, song, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to tell me my daddy was an evil man. She used to tell me he hated me. And he said, like, you know, talking about he's gonna rape his mama. Yeah, all, yeah, all that different stuff. I, I listened to it. I tried like a week ago to listen to it. And I couldn't listen to it. Like, for what I was like, I can't listen to them say yeah, this I can't, shit. I don't listen to them too frequently. That's I part. can't. Like, At least man. old Eminem. Let me get back to your list. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, number three. I'll say number three is Nas. Just because he's like the most. What's the word? And it's like, he inspires a lot of people. Oh, yeah. To, to do what they do. And like, his music is like timeless. Like, you can't listen to a lot of old New York rappers to be exact to. And like listen to it, and like the shit just sound old. But his just sounds like like it came out like a week ago. He sound like <laughs> it sounds like Kendrick, like the same type of stuff he rapping yeah. about. But it's like better to me. But it's not the same style. It's just like the same. Like they got like, the same kind of skills, same yeah, kind of technical yeah. ability. Like it's you yeah, know, it's they, like mm, they be the, on the, the same quality subject. is the same. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. For four people, because I've heard this plenty of times, not from you or from like. Not none of my close, close friends, they haven't said this, but I've heard like on the street, I've heard from, uh, I believe it was DJ Vlad and from some other people, they say Nas only has one classic album. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think Nas only got one bad album or two bad albums. Life, Life is Good and uh, I say that. Uh, Nostradamus. Them are the only two bad albums he ever had to me. That's what I'm but saying. But it's not like bad, it's just not like. I don't think he ever had a bad. I just think it's like not like as high as the other ones. Oh, I think they're just good and the other ones are great. That's what I be trying to say. And everybody be like, no, no, no. It's just not everybody. But some people be like, nah, it's just Illmatic. And then the rest of them is eh. Nah. Or they, I'm like, bro, you can't be Nas without with only just a classic album. That's not exactly. what makes Nas, bro. That, that's not how that shit works. First of all, he got Stillmatic. That's dope as fuck. That's exactly. classic. He got what you call it. Oh, you're talking uh, about it, it, it was, was written? written? Yeah, that shit is cold as hell, too. I am. I am. I, I like I am. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. Lost tapes. Oh, uh, the lost tapes was decent too. I like lost tapes. He just came out with another one too. Did he? He came out with lost tapes two or three. Two. I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to I a whole lot of it. I, I saw the reception on it. It was a little bit mixed, but I might have to check that out to be honest with you. But yeah. like you were saying about Nas, the technical ability, and I said it last time when I was when I was on my podcast. I said nobody ever made my jaw. Well, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you know, the only person to make my jaw drop like that many times, like listening to his lyrics, was Nas for me. Like. Yeah. Eminem, I'm gonna be honest with you, he's up there too. If you guys ain't heard of MF Doom, LP, or um, like the underground rappers, uh, Immortal Technique, guys like that, yeah, don't make your jaw drop like a Death motherfucker. Whew. Immortal Technique, something else, man. He don't get enough credit for how good of a rapper he is. Razkaz, uh, KRS One actually don't get enough credit that he deserves. Nah, he get too much credit. KRS One? He he like he good, but he just over overconfident. That's just because I mean, well, yeah, he used to come in loud as he used to come in loud as fuck with all his like, songs and stuff like that. I don't know, he's just like an old head to me. He is he, though. He good, like you like gotta give him his credit though. Mm. Like I'll listen to him and everything. It just sometimes he just be seeming too much, like he's too cocky. He's a little bit on the old side. Like I remember if I listen yeah. to Ice T, I'd be like, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'll be like, it just don't it don't fit me nowadays. Like there's some we talked about this before where you were talking about you can't listen to a whole lot of older rappers now, it's too slow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can listen to it, but only when you like just like in that mood. You can't mm-hmm. just ride around listening to it. Like two years ago, I used to listen to Tribe Called Quest like on the daily. If I listen yeah. to it now, it's like I'll be like, oh, this is just, it's good, but it's just too slow. Like some of the lyrics are more basic too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, rap was in a different time back then, and you didn't. It wasn't as you know evolved as it is now. But with Nas, it's like it's not. It's it still sounds. Sound like, like he could like transplant it to yeah. Today. The stuff he's talking about is still relevant too. 
let me ask you, what do you think? Who do you think is? I'm putting you on the spot with this one. Like, in terms of lyricists, like Nas, JID, where? Nas, Nas, JID just came out like two years ago. You gotta give some time. Yeah, JID is tough though. For people, well, everybody here should know who JID is. Off these. Strawberries, like the album just came out. That boy is—he's gonna be up there sooner or later. I mean, they compare it to Kendrick Lamar a lot of times, but uh, that boy—he's he, tough. I shouldn't—I shouldn't probably shouldn't have went with that one. It's a little too early for that one, but watch out for JID. He's tough. What's number two on your list? Number two, I say, gotta be Tupac. Tupac. He would be number one because his music is timeless too. But my number one is like special spot. But Tupac—he was like special too. But he, like, I don't know. It just like. He's the most prolific rapper, but he didn't come in at the right time in my life. Mm. Like, he was in, like, throughout my whole life, but he didn't, like, really inspired me to afterwards. Like, mm. after. So, his, after his death or, like, but when after, after I started rapping. And I said, it, I said it two weeks ago. I said, Tupac, and I'm going to ask you this question in a second, but I said Tupac is the only rapper to make me, like, I don't know if this happened to you. He made me visibly emotional listening to his lyrics, actually. When I listened to uh, Shed So Many Tears off of Me Against the World, I was like, whoa, like this. Because Biggie, he made, me, he made me feel a certain type of way, too, when I listened to his music. Biggie Boy, just hear about music. Man, it, I mean, it is. But I mean, I thought I thought, I thought, thought Suicidal Thoughts, the way that album ended, uh, Everyday Struggle, some of the things he said off some of the other albums, it was like, damn, like, this dude really be going through it. Yeah. But, or, um, I mean, I don't, I've heard XXX. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to say I'm not a fan because I'm starting to hear his music more and it's decent. Yeah. And it's it's wrenching, like heart wrenching a little bit, but I ain't heard enough to say. But I do hear from certain people that X is he's he's an emo- he could really tap into your emotions. Yeah, but Tupac, like on I, I heard I seen an interview. They said it was Shock G. He said uh, he said he rapped from the back of his nose, rapped from now <laughs> Nas rapped from his the back of his throat, and Tupac rapped from his stomach. And that like perfectly explained it because like you could feel everything he's saying because it's like coming from the bottom all the way up by his mouth, mm-hmm. and like the little like the words like the way he put his words together and he just like ride the beat and got like he just like matched everything perfectly, and it was like he's like perfect timing and everything. And it was like not too many people rap with more passion than him too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you could just hear that whether it was anger like when you hear hit him up like you yeah. hear anger and rage. Especially like, fuck like, those bitches. <laughs> yeah, he's, fuck I fucked bitch. your wife and like all that boy. And then when he said at the end, he was like. West Side Ride or Die, what the fuck, whatever he said. It nah, was but like, dude. the stuff he be talking about be relatable too, cause like, oh yeah. No, I get what you, I get what you're saying for sure, because that's why I said it two weeks ago. I'm gonna reference that a decent amount, but like his direct approach of rapping, like you every once you like, it's cool. It's always cool. I always say when you hear a rapper and like you get what they saying exactly at the time that they say it. That yeah. should be kind of dope to me. You know who's like the king of that to me? Lil Wayne. Like Lil Wayne could like get off a clever bar. But you'll know what he's talking about, and yeah. then you'll be like, ah, like that's cool. Like, Little Wayne is a, he, a, he an honorable mention. I was listening mm-hmm. to the kind of folks recently. That's the only nigga I ever. You ever heard Mrs. Officer? Who haven't heard that? Did you hear the part when he talking? He's talking about Rodney King beat it like a cop. Yeah. That what the fuck? He said it like ten times. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I, I was like, little. Oh my god! I was like, I, I, I didn't realize it. Like I had been. I heard that song when when did Carter Three come out like 2007 yeah. something like that. Yeah. I used to bob my head and the, me and my friend, my friend Jalen, uh, when we was like in third grade, we used to wee 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 wee. <laughs> we used to we used to go crazy with that. But I never like I didn't know about Rodney King back then. And then like I was just singing it, just saying this shit, and like nobody ever stopped me either. So I when I heard that, I'm like, what the? I had to rewind. I'm like, you didn't just say that, did you? But he the king. He the king of like. The clever bars and you get them off and you can hear them yeah. directly right there. Yeah. But um, so number two, Tupac. 
Oh, number one, it gotta be Ice Cube. I, I get a lot of I get a lot of what you call it for this, but <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of uh, backlash for this. Ice Cube, dope, but he's like he influenced the whole like modern rap. He influenced the whole thing because everybody was scared to talk how they was talking until he wrote him and the rest of the well, Easy E. Mm-hmm. But MC Ren, like MC Ren too, but he didn't really do that much. Mm-hmm. But Ice Cube, he just like he's like a, a legend, a living legend, and he inspired me to rap personally too because. I was uh, I'm one time, I was at my mama like at my mama house. Uh, we had this little apartment in there. We used to be listening to the music channel all the time. Mm-hmm. And then one time it came on like, and I was like, "What is this?" And all I heard was uh, it was gangsta gangsta. He said gangsta, his little gangsta. something about a nigga like me. And that's all I heard, and that shit just like gangsta, it just dropped. Gangsta. And then I I knew he used to write easy e shit too. So it was just like he did everything basically. He was like, I don't know. For a while, like before I like I just recently, like to be honest with you, like I've been I've been a hip hop head, I wanna say for real, for like um it hasn't been that long, like five years maybe. And so like for a while before I heard Ready to Die, my favorite album that I had ever heard was Death Certificate. Yeah, that's my Cube. favorite album too. That shit is so like there's not a bad song on that I, album. I was raised off that album. Like most of the stuff I learned is from off that album, that's why. Man. And it's like he like I, I I was I wasn't a hip hop head until I heard NWA and NWA. heard what he was saying, and then he put me onto all the old rappers, and then I was like, uh, I got a like a sense of the roots and where it came from. And then after that, I started listening to more modern rappers over time. So yeah, it's like I got a because of him, I got like a a, a generalized a generalized uh, look at rap because mm-hmm. of him. So you got a basically like a, a bigger outlook because yeah. of him. Like he he put you onto a bunch of different rappers, yeah. like, not just not just himself, but. NWA and then onwards like yeah. on to other rappers and stuff like that. I think Ice Cube for me like, and that's how I mean you could see his comedic chops like when he was in them doing. The, if you heard the entire entire yeah. album, you heard the skits. Some shits was funny. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you, but one it was of my like favorite satire. Songs, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. funny to me. And then I remember like hearing Steady Mob, and that's one of my favorite. Yeah, that he said coming out feeling about ten pounds. That shit was <laughs> coming out feeling about ten ten pounds lighter. That shit to me that's funny. I liked. Um, I know that whole album. Um, Back really, in. I remember true to the game, and I remember him talking about NC Hammer. I think on that, yeah. uh, he's like, "Stay true to the game." What he? I can't remember. Like, called the, him an Oreo. Or something. Yeah, he's like, "You little Oreo." Co-. I forgot what he nah, said. My, my favorite, my favorite. Nah, my favorite was Steady Mob, but it was uh, mm-hmm. doing dumb shit. That shit was funny. You know, <laughs> uh, you you know, know I know, about? I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. You know, what's bad about me though. I can't really like. It's be hard for me to remember stuff, so I can't remember yeah. like lyrics exactly. But I do remember that song. And that shit was kind of dope. Ice Cube also another thing about Ice Cube is really just like I talk about the direct approach and also the fact that he was able to speak up yeah you know what I'm saying because back then I mean you had Rakim before if I'm not mistaken you have Rakim oh, yeah, before NWA Rakim tough I mean he's nah, one most influential are you going I think Rakim is tied at number number three Ooh, with Nas, with Nas. yeah I forgot okay. about Rakim you just, okay because they basically are the same but different generations Mm-hmm. Well, they also talked about different things too. Yeah. Rakim was like more of like he was he was braggadocio with it. Yeah, but like the way they said their stuff was the same. Like you didn't catch it until like oh yeah, until right after they said it. And Rakim put up. I mean, he didn't put rappers on, but basically everybody took from Rakim at that point. Like, he was like the first actual real real lyrical lap, rapper. Mm-hmm. Him and Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. Him and Big Daddy. But Kane. Big Daddy Kane wasn't lyrical. He was just like he wasn't lyrical to me. Not as lyrical was, as Rakim. Was, like Rakim. if you look at him okay. and uh, Big Daddy Kane and Rakim, it's like Nas and Biggie. Like it's the same thing, really. I get what you're saying. Like well, one, Nas, was, one Nas, was smooth, Nas but and Daisy, yeah. mm-hmm. one was smoother, but one had more of the technical ability. Yeah. One could rap a little bit better. I get what you're saying, because I mean, Rakim with a pen ain't too many dudes better with a pen than Rakim. Maybe nobody. That dude could he he can rhyme anything together. God damn it. 
And I, so number three would be your, they're tied. Yeah. What about what about Big? You don't have Big Daddy Kane, I'm guessing. No, I don't really listen to him like that. I like a couple songs he made. Yeah. But. I mean, well, after 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 his first album, he went all you know love yeah. train shit on niggas, and it, it didn't go over <laughs> too. It didn't go over as well as people would have liked it to. But so there's your top five rappers. Can you go it over? What, what was it again? Let me. All right. So number five, Twister. Number four, Eminem. Number three, Nas and Rakim. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tupac. And number one, Ice Cube. Shout out Twister, cause I didn't think I didn't think he was gonna come with that one. So I mean, I me personally, like I ain't heard a lot of Twister, but I mean maybe I should he probably said, I should probably get into it a little he bit. He said something. Adrenaline Rush is like one of the best Chicago albums of all the time. Mm-hmm. Like better than all the the drill mixtapes and albums that came out to mm-hmm. me. But so you being a rapper, being a a lyrical rapper in my opinion, who's your biggest hip hop inspiration if you have any, or is it multiple? There's multiple. But my biggest is like like I said before, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, Nas, Tupac, basically everybody on my top five. Really. Mm-hmm. But I take from like everybody I listen to. I take like I take from. I learn different shit that I could do and incorporate in my music. So that's why I like. I got a lot of like shit I got to say. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of styles. So what's your subject? Like your subject matter. What do you usually talk about for people that don't know and hey, listen to the music yet? What is your subject matter really consist of? I usually talk shit. Mm-hmm. I rap about politics, race. I rap about everything I, everything under the sun, everything I know about. That's mm-hmm. what I rap because I ain't trying to limit myself to like one box. Because that's how you get like a limited base. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you want to broaden yourself. Yeah. yeah, I rap about everything I, that I know of. Mixtape name, people that don't know. Shit, I might change it. I ain't gonna might change it. What is it right now? I don't know. You don't want. <laughs> well, when he got when I put I put his music on. I played it last week for people people that listened to last week's episode. I played his I played uh who. Single off, single off the mixtape. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. It's gonna be or is it just single mixtape off the mixtape. It's gonna be on the mixtape, but it was just a single. Right. And like I said, lyric. If you guys hear it and you hear what he's saying, you gonna know what I'm talking. You gonna know what I'm talking when I turn into lyrical. Yeah, that's not even like it wasn't that's to me. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like the lyric, most lyrical one I could find mm. or do. But it was just like me having fun. That's my first single. I got a group channel too, so that was like me breaking off from that for a second. I'm still with him though. Let me switch lanes a little bit with you. So we talked about your top five favorite rappers of all time. Yeah. What about what new rappers like before you go like new rappers today that like you listen to? For me, um, I named it the two weeks before. I had Corday. It's I have a tie for first. Corday, Tekka, the baby. Like to me, all of them. And I for people that ain't heard the baby Kirk, y'all need to go hear that album. That shit hard. Yeah, the first time I heard first time I heard it, I was like, uh, like I don't I don't I don't know. But then I kept hearing it and I'm like, ooh. And then Corday, he came out with the Lost Boy. I ain't listen. I ain't never listened to that. It's actually like, good. It's really good, actually. I mean, I know I like Corday, like the way he rap. Just I ain't. I don't know. It just it ain't like attract my eye or whatever. But you know what it ear. is too. Like his 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 beat choice. It's a little bit slow. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. He's got a lot of soulful. Like it's it's very it's some boom bap in there, but it's a lot of like soulful like tracks in there. So it might be a little bit slow. But Tekka, people hate on Tekka because his his music all sounds the same. I ain't gonna lie to you. And I'm not. It, you you can kind of get the pattern with his music, but I just like the fact that he's not afraid to. Be himself. himself with it, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, like of course he raps about different subjects than what he actually does. Like he don't really be doing some of the stuff he be saying. But if you watch his genius videos, guys, go watch his genius videos. He literally says, "I don't do any of this." And to be honest with you, rappers like when they talk shit, it's really just that talking shit a yeah. lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's in order to get off a little bit. That's like they go far back into rap history. Too. Mm-hmm. Just like talking shit, trying to make the make the make the audience think he's something bigger than he really is. Mm-hmm. Rock, so but no, I say rock him. Your new rappers today that you listen to, or like that you like, like top five or just uh, just name them. You can just name. Uh, you don't got. You don't got to be top five. Well, I know the rapper I listen to most now is Comethazine. Co- 
Omethazine. Look like, for his ass till we find him. Yeah. Like, he just, like, but he just dropped, like, albums after album for no reason. Mm-hmm. But all his songs are short. I think that's, like, a smart tactic, though. Like, he got hype songs, but they be short, so you want more. And he had short albums, so he can make more music. Like, it's genius, though. But he, like, yeah, that's, like, the number one rapper I listen to right now. But you know what's, like, crazy about that? Like, when you talk about short songs nowadays, like... I don't know. I think it's genius too. Matter of fact, like guys that have shorter songs. Because I mean, I'm being honest with you, it's like my podcast or like any podcast. When you upload, when you not when you upload, when you search up a podcast and you see that that shit is like two hours, you like yeah, you like, you're a little intimidated. You like, uh. but when you see like a five minute, six minute song, you like, damn, do I really want to hear all five six minutes? But you got to be good at it too. Like, Comethazine is gonna be hitting you bar for like bar with bar with bar for that whole two minutes or a minute fifty seconds, whatever it is. Some guys, I remember not Namir, YB and Namir tried it, and I'ma stop if y'all listen to that. It wasn't. It wasn't. Some you gotta know how to do it if you're gonna do short songs like that. Yeah. That's what I personally think because he just hit you wanted to get more of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, with with Stop, you want to get more, you like, damn, only a minute and thirty seconds, bro. You're like, oh shit. But when Comethazine do it, it's like that should be kind of fire. So it all depends on who it is. What else? Who else? Uh J I D. I listen to J I D. In my opinion, he's he better than Kendrick, but he ain't got enough time to say that he's better than mm. Kendrick. Like lyrically, he's better than me. But he, so? he ain't got enough under his belt to say that yet. I say his like the his rhyme schemes be yeah. out this fucking world. Jid put a Tommy Gun and Tommy Loren mouth. That shit was cold. I as saw this. <laughs> He's got a new album coming out. I don't know. I'm he waiting for that motherfucker to come out. He said he was coming out with a new album. Last Crazy. album I heard from him was uh, uh I heard DiCaprio Cap- too. Mm-hmm. DiCaprio yeah. too. Both like, that's just that's just like I don't know. That's uh, that's like the most underrated album I've ever heard. I, ain't gonna I think so too. I'm gonna be uh, well, this uh, this generation, because mm-hmm. like that shit is like every song has touched me personally too. Because like I'm a I'm a like artist trying to come up, and it's like some of the songs he's writing is like mm, it just hit. I know what he's talking about. I first heard JID on a uh, Double XL, and I was like, dude, yeah, he's you put me on him. I ain't gonna lie. Ooh, I told you. Not, but I heard Ed and Diddy, but I ain't like really <laughs> listen to it like that. But then he put me on to him. Some people get put off by his voice, but when you hear what he actually got to say, you like, damn, hold on, like he got bars for real. Cause I mean, when I heard the Double XL 2018, cause I remember Lil Pump, Black Boy JB, Smoke Perp, um, Namir, uh, what's what's the girl name? Stefflon Don, um, Wi-Fi's Funeral, they they good, but JID and Ski Mask stood out like definitely the most. And you could tell, cause like Double XL do that shit every year where. They did it better this year with the rappers, but most of the time they'd be like, nah, this, this is the upper class and this is the middle class. These are the dudes who ain't that lyrical. You yeah, know but, what I'm saying? Yeah, but the only three that went on like rappers, rappers that like, or, that, or at least that wasn't like that good to me was Gunna, mm-hmm. uh, what's the dude's name? Oh, uh, Lil Mosey, but to be fair, he just freestyled. Like he, he, he actually freestyled. His writing ain't yeah. awful. It ain't awful. That freestyle was, uh, that was rough. And YK Osiris, them the only three that <laughs> wasn't like actually good to on that list of me. Like everybody else was good. Like Meg was oh, yeah. good. I fuck with Meg. I fuck with the baby. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Comel Dezine was on there. Rico Nancy was on there. Like everybody killed it, but mm-hmm. them two. I think Blueface be underrated with the bars. I mean, he's not, he not good. He, I mean, I'm not gonna say he's not good. He's like better than people give him credit for when it comes to like punchlines. Now, when he first came plays. out, I think he getting better than when he first came out. I think that's what it is. You saying like with the offbeat shit? Or I mean, not like, like with the black and just like his lyrics is getting better than when he first came out. I get you. Because at first he was just like garbage thing. I think he just like the time doing him well because it's, it's getting better. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I, I think the most impressive one out of there, like, I mean, besides, I mean, you knew Cordae could spit. I knew that Cordae could spit, so I figured like he's probably gonna have the best one. But I was really surprised by Rico Nasty. 
Yeah, Rico Nancy cold as hell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So what she, about... Oh, I'm sorry. What you want to I was going to say she was her, her Meg and uh, Tierra Wack. Tierra Wack But they were like... It was funny because like... Rico Nancy is like my favorite female rapper. I ain't gonna lie. She, I was going to ask but you. But she, she put me on... Like the XFL put me on today. I was going to ask you like... What do you think about the, the surge in female rappers now? Like... Now you're seeing them more than ever. Like there's a ton of them coming out. Like and there's a more than ever. You see City Girls on the radio. You see Megan Thee Stallion on the radio. I think it's because they found the formula. Like they know what females want to hear now. Mm-hmm. And back then it was like more lyricism in the game. So like we look at MC Light and all them. Oh like, yeah. Not a lot of the females knew how to rap like that. Queen Latifah. But now it's like yeah, Queen Latifah too. But mm-hmm. now it's like they got a formula. They know what females want to hear. Like. I ain't on like I don't know how to describe like that fuck nigga shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, it's like they, they talking their shit, just like how yeah. you know guys rap, you know dudes that rap, they've been talking their shit for so long on women, and now they like nah we gonna talk, we gonna flip it and we gonna do yeah, the same exact of. thing. You get what I'm saying? They talk yeah. their shit a little bit. But it's like when hmm, I'm trying to think, cause like not even it didn't even start in this generation. Like no, like, who got Missy Elliott? Not Lil even this, like Trina and all them. Yeah, oh, Trina, yeah, yeah Trina. Lil Kim, Trina, and all them. They kind of like started the wave, mm-hmm. but now like you see more females trying to pick up on it. Mm-hmm. But so, who your favorite now is uh, Rico Nasty shit. I either say her Meg, or uh, yeah, basically Cardi B, Nicki. Nah, not nah, Nicki. I don't even count no more. Cardi, <laughs> you think so? Cardi B don't have to. Everybody be disrespecting Nicki because I mean she been on some different stuff when it came to interviews, but I mean she's still she's a queen to me. Like she not. She's not like bad. I just don't mm-hmm. listen. I ain't never really. Oh, you ain't her. really fuck with her like that. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But Cardi B, she seemed like a good person, but I don't like. I don't like her, her music. music. <laughs> her music. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I mean, and I think Joe Budden was talking about this a little bit. How she needs to come out with a hood record because now you hear what more you of her, like like Bodak Yellow. Yeah. It's kind of like that's a hood record. Kind of felt like oh, yeah. or or the, I forgot what the song was before. She was all like drenched in red. And I forgot what that song was called. It's on World Star, and I'm sorry, y'all, that I can't remember. Y'all know what I'm saying. If you go on World Star, Cardi B's got a video up. She's gonna have red hair, she's got red jacket, red pants. I forgot what the video was called. That was on some hood shit too. But it's like when you hear a press, or when you hear a song with um, a damn Bad Bunny or Bruno Mars, it's like it's more pop crossover type yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? So she needs to get back to that because I think Megan Thee Stallion, she more on like that hood. Like she's on some I don't know, it's some freaky shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the city girls. I, don't, I ain't allowed to fuck with them. You don't fuck with the city <laughs> no, girls? No, that shit gives me a headache. Probably because you heard it so much. Fuck about that shit made me so fucking mad. Listen wiggly. Wiggly. All that shit. Yeah, and JT just got out. I didn't, I didn't hear first day out yet, but um, she no, but just got out. I ain't trying to like say they not good. I just don't. Personally, I don't like the music. Mm-hmm. Now, Genius came out with a top 10 teen rappers. And I'm going to run them off for you guys. Top 10 teen rappers, Genius. Number 10 was Lil Mosey. You take that how you like. Number nine, I was surprised was NLE Chopper. I think NLE deserve. I think NLE's better than number nine. That's what I think personally. YB and Namir at eight. Jaden Smith at seven, which I'm actually not mad at. Juice World at six. Mad about that one. How old is Juice World? Juice World twenty now. Uh-huh. He's twenty. He's actually younger than what people think. Bad Baby at five. That one I had a problem with. Trippy Red at four. Number three. You don't know Trippy Red? So how old is he? Uh, he probably can't be more than. Like but nigga was 32. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Tecca is, uh, I believe, 17. He was number three. Melly at number two. YNW Melly. And then number one was Lil Nas X. Personally, when I look at the list, and you can look at it right here, Juice World is not number six. Nobody on that. Nobody yeah, on World, this I mean, list. I didn't know he was a teenager. That's probably why they put it back so much. I, that's what I'm like thinking, 20. maybe. But, yeah, he should be number one. Man, because, I mean... 
Lil Nas, but I'm sorry, I, I said I said this when I first looked at the list. I said Lil Nas X was he's not a rapper. But then right. I was like, well, if I say Lil Nas X ain't a rapper, then Polo G ain't a rapper. Because thing about it is like they they both have that like melodic nah, rapping actually, type shit. Like Lil Nas actually makes like country music. He does. But right. I guess they put him in the rap category. I don't, but it's I don't like, know. It's like a hybrid between rap and country. Right. Trap, so it's like confusing. It's weird. But I say Juice World has like the literally the second biggest song on this list. Lucid Dreams had come out last year. And I mean, you're going to see what Ransom does. And you're going to see what uh, Murder on My Mind. Because that's still getting views to this day. That's still going up. But yeah. Lucid Dreams, uh, at this point right now, Lucid Dreams, is the sec has, he has the second biggest song on this list out of everybody on here. I thought he should have been higher on the list. But I think we got everything out the way pretty much. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Pretty much. We got all everything out the way. Me, Jelani Smith, artist, just ran through a little bit of some hip-hop sections. We're going to be right back. This is Sideline Saturdays. Yo, we back on Sideline Saturdays. <laughs> it's Jelani. It's Jelani. Ace, a.k.a. Artist, a.k.a. The Brody. We're going to get into a little conversation. We're going to dive into a probably a plethora or variety of topics with this one. But the first thing I want to ask you, as a rapper, an aspiring rapper, somebody who's on the come up, like, what are your goals? Like, short-term goals and then long-term goals for yourself as a rapper. So, my goals, like, for the next few years is to, basically, I just want to be, like, basically just get figured. Figure mm -hmm. out. I want to be noticed. Mm -hmm. And then... Earn respect as a rapper. Yeah, as a rapper. Mm -hmm. I, I just I don't want to be like a regular rapper. Out like I just want to be like something like an icon, basically. Like an icon, like yeah. so. Who who in, who in the game is like an icon? To you? I mean, I know who I think nowadays. Is. I think it's, I ain't gonna lie. Nowadays, I want to think it's like five icons. Five icons. Who who's on? Chief Keef. Mm -hmm. Chief uh, Keef. That's interesting. I like that. I actually like that one. Uh, J Cole, Kendrick. Uh, who else? Lil Wayne. I mean, the Lil Wayne, like, do he count still? Um, I mean, he still put out music. I don't know if he would really I mean, yeah, but I'm talking about like that. Like, oh, like really current, like, like current yeah. today now. Um, yeah. Okay, you said you said Kendrick, Cole, and you said Chief Keef. Yeah, who else? I'm trying to think. It ain't um, really too much, though. That's, all, that's, like, that's my point. It's not um, like a lot. Like, all the rappers, they, like, they just seem like they just here. <laughs> but it, to be fair, it's, it, like, you know... Past couple years, there's been a lot of new rappers, like new, new rappers. Oh, yeah. There's new rappers every day. Like, so that's the thing. Yeah, so to be fair, I can't really say that. I said for six... I remember when I was talking my first ever episode, if you guys haven't seen it, go check out episode one. I dove into... Um, gave you guys a little bit of information on 6 9 I said in the episode that 6 9 wasn't even a rapper. Like, he had no aspirations to be a rapper when he first started. He was working at a that's deli. A lot of people. That's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot more people do that now. I heard Blueface say, and I think I heard Cardi B say that they really in this rapping shit in order to get a bag. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm not trying to do. Though. I know. Money come last, because if you chase money, you just gonna keep running. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just sit back and let the money come to me. When did you become passionate about that? When, when did you say, I want to be a rapper? I was... I used to rap when I was four, but it was like just a joke, like a cute thing I did. Mm -hmm. But I used to rap for real when I was six. I started when I was six. Six. Yeah, but then I kind of like was insecure about it, so I didn't really start telling people about it like recently. Cause I used to be getting made fun of for it. I remember we was in Spanish class, and you, I know you remember this. Like the yeah. first one of the first real conversations we ended up having was like, you showed me, um, <laughs> you showed me this diss 
Yeah, this this verse that you had for one of your friends. And I, yeah. I I looked at it and I was like, this shit is actually really good. And you were like, for real? I was like, this dude is actually good. Like, this is, I don't remember like exactly what he said. I can only remember probably like run one reference off it, but I do, I forgot. Who'd you make that for? It was the dude in my group, Micah. Yeah. No I, that was, the, the concept of it was like funny. Cause I'm like, you made a diss track for somebody in your group. But then like, yeah. when I heard it, when I like saw the lyrics and all that, and I think we passed a notebook to like some other people, they saw it too. And then yeah. they was like, this is good. Like, this is actually dope. But the thing is, I wasn't. I was with his friends, so they hyped him up. That shit wasn't fair. <laughs> it was like I was behind uh, enemy lines. That shit was funny. It was like some some super high fire shit. Like yeah. he had a bunch of niggas around him. <laughs> He's he he like every time he said anything that involved rhyming words together, it was like oh, and then he was in there in the background. It was funny because we were just talking about this the other day, like a few weeks ago. He like. I ain't gonna lie, we was being biased to him. Mm -hmm. yeah, he oh, he admitted it. it. Yeah, he said it was good. <laughs> That's why I'm, it was good. And I was at first, like when somebody comes up, first off, this doesn't happen to me like every day or like any day, to be honest with you. No person just comes up to me usually and be like, hey, can you, what do you think about, um, what do you think about my verse right here? And, but usually if you, if somebody says that, usually you would think like, oh, this shit ain't finna be good. But I was actually like, when I heard it, I was actually like, not heard it. When I seen it and I looked it over, I was like, it kind of astounded me that you actually like, you actually took it seriously. Cause I figured you just wrote some like bat, rat, tat. No, I get it on my back type shit. You know I've what I'm saying? I've been doing this shit for like 12 years so far. I'm 18 mm -hmm. now. So mm -hmm. I just turned 18. So, so in terms of, like you say icons. So like, I not icons today, but like icons overall in rap. Like, who do you think those people are? And when I think of an icon, I think of somebody like, let's say like this, like I explained it in my basketball thing. And I think it's the same for rap probably like, Icon to me represents somebody like even if you don't listen to their music or you don't necessarily know about the field that they in or you don't know a lot about them in general when you yeah. hear their name you're gonna be, when you hear hip hop you're gonna know oh yeah yeah that's the first name you come up so when I when I talk about basketball like even if you don't watch basketball you know who Michael Jordan is you know who LeBron James is for rap who do you think rap icons are like icons like forever mm. I say like I mean, Pac obviously is one. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't finna go like the general people though. Oh, you thinking of like, okay, some other, so we, I mean, we got the basic ones right now. Uh, I feel like, right now? Or just like all No, time? just all, all, all time. I say, hmm. It depends on like what you're talking about. Like, if you're talking mm -hmm. about the lyricism, I say, no, nah, that's Rakim. Mm -hmm. Uh, who else? Biggie. Mm-hmm. Jada Kiss, I don't listen to Jada Kiss, but I'll give him his credit. Jada Kiss, Jada okay, Kiss, that's uh, a different, that's a different one. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think of Jada Kiss. A lot of people should, but if you're talking about like for like just saying what they gotta say, mm -hmm. you gotta look at Ice Cube. Uh, who else? Eminem. Oh, in terms of like cop, like, like, you, like in terms yeah, of like, uh, like in terms like what they saying, their content coming out of like, like what yeah, they saying, and don't care about the repercussion. Oh, I mean, you could think of like, I mean, you could talk about like I said, Ice Cube. I think. In terms of people who don't care, I mean, like, Pac was one of them people. Pac was... Yeah, Pac too. Biggie was one of them people, too. He didn't care what came out of his mouth. I don't know so much about Jay-Z. Big L. But Jay-Z is an icon. Big L for lyricism, too. Big L was... Oh, In fact, man. I would add him to my top five. I'm not going But yeah, Big L... Man, like, when I heard Big L, and the first thing I heard... You know what I actually heard? I used to be, like, a big old basketball hip-hop, like... Not hip-hop, basketball head. To the point where, like, all the basketball heads out here, y'all know what I'm talking about. I would listen to like hit like highlight reel music. So like let's say like I'm listening to Ball's Life. I would literally listen to the music because the music to me like slapped. 
so one time I was on YouTube and I think I was watching, who was it? I might've been watching like Baron Davis highlight reel or something like that. And I heard the song and it was put it on. And I was like, who made this? That was the first song I heard. That's the first song I heard. Now the first song I heard was 98 Freestyle. 98, oh, Jay-Z. Bobito Garcia in the uh, in the studio in the uh, station, right? Yeah, oh man. If y'all don't know about that, you ain't a hip hop head. That's he tore that up. I don't care if it was written or not. They both went in, but Big L really, really went in. That was like the first. That's like the second like content that I heard from Big L was was that pretty much. But yeah, put it on. That was the first one. I was like, who made this, bro? Like this is really good. And then when I seen it was Big L, I looked a little bit more research on him. Heard that he had died. What he died? Nineteen ninety nine, I believe it was. Yeah, ninety nine. Ninety nine. And but then I started listening to it. His music and it was just even rappers today like YBN Corday. That's one of his inspirations. It's Big L. Yeah, People Mac Miller too. Mac Miller, Mac Miller. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. So, getting off that subject a little bit, switching lanes a little bit. Who are your favorite figures, like historical figures in society? For like, giving you an example. Um, for me personally, like my, one of my favorites, probably like top three is Malcolm X for me. Uh, another one is Muhammad Ali. I love Muhammad Ali. Pac. Nelson Mandela, you know, people like that, you know what I'm saying? So what who are your favorite historical figures? Yeah, I would say I would say uh I'll say Malcolm and Ali and Pac too. But I'll add on I say Huey Newton, uh, and Bobby Seale, the founders of the Black Panthers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, who absolutely. Else? Jeff Fort, founder of the Blackstones. King King Bull he other uh, founder of the Blackstones. <laughs> It's I see. You, I see. I see. Yeah, Moses. Mm. Moses. Moses. There, you, there you go. We get. I mean, it's like Gandhi. A lot of, like no, Gandhi was. I hear. Okay, I don't know much about this. I ain't finna act like I know about Gandhi like that. I heard Gandhi yeah, I was, was racist a little bit. I don't, I, mean, I don't know about that. I don't really look into Gandhi like that. I have to research it a little bit. I hear Gandhi was. I just, maybe somebody can give me a little more info on that a little bit. I'm not gonna act like I know everything about Gandhi, but I've heard that he wasn't the nicest to Africans or African Americans. So we have to check that out a little bit. So in terms of like today, the political world today, what do you think can be done? Because a lot of a lot of times what I hear on TV, you hear about the middle class. So guys like us, you see what I'm saying? I can't like. I'm from the suburbs. You. You lived born in Chicago or yeah. born in yeah. Chicago, so different. But you went to high school in the suburbs. Yeah. You know, middle middle class type of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you think can? What needs to be done for the lower people? Like you know, not not lower people. I should say poor people, poor black people. What do you think can be done for them? I hate to say it, but I don't think anything can be done as long as we're like in a capitalist society. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's like that's the rules of capitalism. Like somebody has to be down so other people can be up. Absolutely. And like the only way. That the people that's down now can be up is if like if the roads switch so the people that's rich mm. like fall now. That's okay. the only way I think it'll work. But it's always gonna be some people down. That's how that's how it works. I hate to say it though. Do you think that rappers today need to? Do you think that rappers should be more? Are, do rappers need to be held up for their for their lyrics? Like you know, I'm so when a guy like when six nine or not even six nine um blueface when he talks about killing somebody, like do you think he should be more conscious cautious of what he's saying or as a or do you even look at rappers in that type of light? Like, cause some people say rappers ain't politicians. They don't have to censor themselves. I mean, yeah, they. I don't. I don't believe they have to censor themselves. But I think that that's not the only like path they should like talk take. Yeah, like you can be more than a rapper while you a rapper. You mm-hmm. can be a rapper and an advisor or whatever, like like Pac was. Okay. But I think I don't think you should have to censor your music. That's like 
that's taken away from your first amendment. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, some people though, you hear like, I be at least pressure from the media a lot of times. Like they talk about all oh, like, like old heads. They'll say like, man, they ain't talking about nothing now. But the, fans, you know the what thing saying? is, they was saying that back then about them. That's what I, you know, like, I said that too. <laughs> like they'll say, oh, what is this Bibby about? What is this? Like they are saying the same thing. Exactly. And, but the thing is like, since it's so old, we look at it like, oh, that's corny or whatever. Mm-hmm. So else, like, we don't look at it like, as we do with the music that's out now. Like, we just look at it like some old stuff. I would say, like, for me, like, personally, you know what thing used to kill me a lot of times? When MC Hammer came out, he came out with Can't Touch This. And he was all like, when, when, when he came out with the, he had the hammer pants and all that. And everybody's like, you a sellout. And I was like, I said, okay, but how much better are y'all, the rappers out there who, like, the people that are calling him out, telling him he's a sellout? But then yeah. and you, you don't talk about nothing. You a pop crossover. You this, that, or third. But y'all talking about drugs, partying, misogyny. Yeah. You know, misogyny against women, things like that. And yeah. I'm like, y'all kind of being hypocritical. Now, I'm not saying that MC Hammer, like, I mean, MC Hammer can do whatever the hell he wants. But I just think in terms of like reflection and hypocrit- uh, hypocritical on yeah. rappers, like the people that were calling him out, it was like, dude, like, what are you talking about though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like it depends on like what all your music is about because you can rap about one song having fun and rap about another one on a mm-hmm. serious note but i think all those rappers that was rapping about misogyny and all killing people mm-hmm. unless they was really doing that then they is hypocrites because like if you was really doing that it's just like taking from your uh life experience but you see what i'm saying i see like him mc him i do kind of see him as a sellout because he was like doing that to get clout or whatever mm-hmm. and then trying to get signed by them uh White record labels and oh, all like that. Def Jam and, you know, yeah. shit like that. Nah, Def Jam not, black though, but yeah, y'all know what you mean. I get what you know, I get, I, yeah. yeah, whatever. But I think he was just doing that for attention. That's what makes him a cool, like, rapping about it, so. So what, what exactly, like, because, I mean, we were talking about this actually in one of my classes, in my sociology class, and we talked about, like, sellouts. Like, what constitutes a sellout to you? A sellout is degrading, selling yourself, degrading yourself, like, or your race or your group of people, whoever you belong with. Degrading yourself just for, like, Personal benefit, I consider that a sellout. You could like, you can be a sellout in anything. Mm, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like six nine to sell out because he. I mean, I don't know his situation though, but I know. You want me to explain to you right now? I mean, yeah. like I know they was like trying to set him up, so I ain't really trying to blame blame him or nothing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I know he was like. Maybe that's, a sellout, that's in. a sellout to me though. Like if you snitching and people that you claim that you be with all the time, that's a sellout. Correct though, correct on that. I think I think you should be given more sympathy while while we sitting here. Did you? I know you heard because we talked about it. He signed a record record deal, right? Yeah. Ten million dollars. Like, what yeah. do you think about what do you what do you think the reaction is gonna be when he starts making music again? I don't think people are gonna listen. I think it'll go up just to see what he's he talking about, but I don't think people are gonna listen to it. I think it's done for. You think so? Yeah. I don't know where you know what to think about that it is, and I may not have done my research like the way I was supposed to, but like when I heard about it, I was like, okay. But then I'm like, so what is he gonna talk about? What exactly? Um, is he, what you gonna make gospel music? Because he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna make no damn hip hop like, music. Gonna believe it, no you know more. what I'm saying? Like we all kind of done with like. You represent the highest of highest of rap cap. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, dude, what, what are you going to talk about really exactly? Like, you ain't going... You can't talk about toting guns no more. We all know you ain't with that. You can't talk about being with the gang no more. None of... No bloods will ever accept you. But that's like... Or Crips. He's or also GD. a coon. I, ain't, I don't know if he a coon because he like... Nah, I ain't thinking today. But I think <laughs> he's like... He's trying to sell himself out so he can get like... Gain or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a coon anytime you sell your soul. I would say like one thing. I would say... um this i remember like in my sociology class we had a video and it was a black guy might have been jamaican or something like that he had he had dreads he talked in a jamaican accent and he's now talking he was talking about his marriage new marriage to his white to a white white woman and i said this in class i said a black man is not a sellout 
for dating or marrying a white woman. What makes him a sellout is the thing that he said during his interview. He said, well, now that I, I used to go out with black, I used to go out with a black woman, but now that I'm with a white woman, all my clothes get ironed, my food gets, my food gets cooked. Like every, I get to work on time. She drives me around whenever I need it. My clothes are always washed. To me, that's a sellout. Mm. When you like degrading your own people, yeah. like t- saying, almost saying like, like black woman couldn't do that for you. Like she couldn't cook for you. Like she couldn't wash your clothes. That's when, that's a sellout. You have to find the right, find the right black That's what I'm saying. And I actually have friends who say like, we went to, like we went to TF South. And like from the experience that they had, they always say black girls ghetto. And it's like, dude, like, not all black girls is number one. They just not your yeah. type, but then they'll like completely stray away from black women, which shouldn't be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Personally, I never date a white girl, but that's just uh, out of mm-hmm. pride. I'm not finna show love to nobody who people did my people dirty for as long as history shows. I want you to talk about that a little bit, actually, while we, because this this gonna be a this like I said, a variety of topics, and we're covering a lot of different ones. We jumping subject to subject here. You said something interesting about Thanksgiving. That you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, can you re-up me on that? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. I forget. Because I remember you talked about it. We would have to get, yeah, you gotta get back to that one. Because I know, because I remember you were, we were, it was Thanksgiving. And you told me a reason. It was about the pilgrims. And I, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't remember exactly what he said. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I, I can't remember like word for word. Saying, Sa- saying it exactly, you don't want to say it exactly. I was just, I, I just remember that a little. I do remember that. What I say? What was it about? It was about um, I can't. I mean, it was really about just the. It was about the pilgrims and the way they treated black people or something, something like that. Genocide. I forgot exactly what you said, but I might have said it was like celebrating genocide. That's what it was. It was like it was something about genocide. I know that for a fact. We'll have to probably touch on that one a little bit later. Donald Trump. What about his? What about the 2020 election coming up? And what do you think about Donald Trump? And what he's, I mean, what he's got going on? I think people, I think like if he do get out of office, it's not going to really change much. Well, no, because like you see how many people follow him. That's how people think that it is. So yeah, and he appeals to poor white people. Yeah, so it's like if you get the if you get one person out of office, it's not going to change the man of a lot like all them people. Getting to that also, but also, what do you think that he's trolling? Or do you think that he's dead serious about Because some of the tweets, I swear to God, y'all, like, some of the things he be saying, I'm like, there's no way you really think this and just tweeted that out like that. Yeah, like, I, um, I don't know. I don't, you can't troll as a president, people, so I shouldn't say that, but, like, what? There's some people that just like to aggravate people. That's what I, I'm like, what but, are you doing? What do you say, what would you say that for? But I don't, I don't really be paying attention to, like, his Twitter and all that. Mm. I just try to stay away from all that. But, but uh, back to what you said about, you don't think one person could change, like, the president, the ultimate president position. Like everybody talks about, and I actually read this book not too long ago, is The Disappearance of Black Leadership. And they talked about what Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, I'm not going to say Jesse Jackson. There's a reason why I won't say Jesse Jackson. But <laughs> basically those basically those two right there. They talked about how black leadership has disappeared since they were gone. What do you, What is your take on that? So what, like on this, black leadership, like one person can't be the voice for millions and millions of people. I think that black people think it's over with. Mm. Like, the movement is over with. It's never, it ain't never really gonna be over with until we got complete control or complete power over our lives. Cause we, what we did when we integrated, we was like, say you're an enemy living in the house and then you knocking at his door, trying to let him let you in. Mm-hmm. You finally get in, but you gotta live under their rules now. You see what right. I'm saying? Okay. Cause 
Yeah. No, I get what you, I get what you're saying. You under their control, so yeah, you get yeah. in, but so at the end of the day, you still you, under them. Until you get your own house, you ain't got no, you ain't got no power for real. Right. Because right. like right. everything is controlled by them, and we can't, we can't really do nothing. But I think that they think it's over now, so they feel like they ain't got to step up because they mm. make like the media and all that, like they make everything seem like it's like it's okay. all our land. Yeah. It's okay. Exactly. I want to talk about that with TV, like representation in TV. A lot of times when you're watching TV, who's represented? Wealthy wealthy black people and then middle class black people. That's all you see. So a lot of times it brainwashes you to a point where you're like, oh, you think everything's okay because you're looking at it and it's like, hey, it's black people and white people playing together and it's like, oh, that's cool. Like that yeah. that must be America. And really, you don't hear the stories enough about people that get shot every day or people that are living like animals, basically. Yeah. You don't hear enough about them type of people. That's because that's what that's what integration couldn't fix. We ended up segregating. Anyway. Like right, black people in one part of the uh, what you call it, one part of society, they mm-hmm. living in low income, all that type of stuff, and then the white people. Like, I ain't, gonna, I ain't just gonna say white people. There's some black people and some other people up there too, but it's majority white people. You're fine, like living, living nicely, living nice. So I just, I just see integration as like wasteless, and we're, we're really no point of doing it anyway. Somebody did a, one of my uh, classmates did a really great presentation on that actually, and talked about how integrating might have been the. Yeah. Might have been a back, like a backstab. That's what, you know that's what, what Dr. King said. He said he led, he said he led black people into the burning house. That's what. That's the real reason why he got killed. He got killed because mm. he started to like see what was going on, and mm. he was trying to renege against that. But then they didn't want that. It was a whole agenda to it. Mm. Man, ooh, wow. I never, I heard, about, I had heard about that. What you, what you just said right there about Martin Luther King. Yeah. I hadn't read too much up on that. Because he was the most hated man in America oh, for yeah. like a couple years. Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because when he was preaching peace, they, they loved him. They ain't, loved ain't nobody him. touched him. Well, they stabbed him once. <laughs> but they ain't like... Well, I mean, they, they tried to burn his house down. There was a lot yeah. of other things that happened. But, like, I, know, I get what you're saying. He was the most hated man. But when he was talking peace, it was a little bit different. Yeah. Than what... if Like, somebody like Malcolm X was a little bit more divisive on that subject. Yeah. And, one, and said, not that people... Not that black people should go out and try to kill white people, but yeah. defend yourself. Yeah. So what about... What, can, what about Malcolm X isn't portrayed enough in society? Like, what do you think, like... Cause I mean, a lot of times you hear that he was just that dude who caught, who wanted people to I get think, violent. I think he was just like a harsh truth. So people don't really like truth unless it sounds sweet. That's mm-hmm. what, yeah, I think he was just like he went violent. He was like reactive. So if you do right. something to me, I'm gonna do something back to you. You ain't got a right to do nothing to me, and I do nothing to you. I think that's what his whole. I think that's what that's what I took away from him. I think a lot of times what they do nowadays is when they talk when you talk about black leadership, like. I remember Malcolm X after after he died, there was of course there was an aftermath, there was a reaction to it, there were there was sadness in the community, there was sadness all over the world. But when that Malcolm X movie came out with Spike Lee, Denzel Washington, mm. it was like people didn't people started listening to his speeches again and they were like getting like riled up. Yeah. And people were buying t shirts and people were screaming Malcolm X, all of a sudden it was like a resurgence of him. But they didn't take what he said and actually Put something to it and i think a lot of times with these rallies or speeches yeah. with 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 people you hear a lot of these sound bites you know yeah. what i'm saying but you don't hear no action behind it yeah. it's like these people come in and i'm gonna be real with you let's say jesse jackson somebody who like hears about who hears about a tragedy that happened let's say a black unarmed black person gets killed by a police officer and then he goes up there and he does a speech and he says all this amazing stuff da, 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 we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then he goes to these social work programs or people like that and then he says all right, it's your turn. I'm, I'm the one that did the speech. It's your turn now. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I think enough as a society, words ain't enough ain't no, no more at this point. There has to be action behind them more. Not violent action, just action in general, yeah. though. You get what I'm saying? But 
that's pretty much what we want to cover. So pretty much what we want to cover here on Sideline Saturdays. A little bit of politics, just very subjects for you guys. Ace Jelani Smith, we'll be right back with the ending of Sideline Saturdays. We back. That about wraps it up today for the fourth episode of Sideline Saturdays. It's been Jelani Smith with artists. We got to cover a lot of different subjects. Hip hop, yeah. a little bit of some politics, a little bit of your favorite figures in hip hop, or hip hop and politics. historically overall. You know what I'm saying? So we got a little bit. We jumped from subject subject to subject, and we got to cover a large base of things. First off, I appreciate you ha- having you on. I appreciate it's been, you having it's me. Been, it's been one, my guy. It's been one. I hope you bring. He's got a group, BSK Entertainment. Oh, yeah. BSK Black Story Killer. We five of us. I'm gonna try to come back up here with them. So y'all can see what's going on. That would be a dope ass podcast. Yeah. If I can get five, if I if it's six of us talking, we can get like that's what I've been wanting to do for a while now. It's like just get a bunch of guys up here and do what they do. Yeah, like that get to be able to talk and have ideas bounced off like that. That would yeah. be a lot. And it's fun because all of us is like you got different personalities. Different we all think different. So yeah. You know, I haven't talked to in a while, Jonah. I ain't talked to Jonah in a while. Little bit, little bit. I ain't talk, but I know he goes to Robert Morris right now. But I ain't talked mm-hmm. to him a little bit. I'm gonna have to bring him up here on the show at some point. But also, you got your individual channel too? Oh uh, yeah, Ace of BSK, look it up on YouTube. Look up my uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all that, every platform. Just look up King Ace, you'll see a picture of me. Stream that, like that, go view that. Put a comment underneath, tell him, tell him his shit's fire. I think you guys are gonna like it for real. Yeah, sure. He's trying to get out there. Share it too. Anybody that listens to this podcast or is, listen, or is going to listen to this podcast, I want you guys to share his music, get him out a little bit because he is a talented rapper. I really do believe in him and I think he's going to be going places okay. sooner rather sooner rather than later. XSL freshman next year. <laughs> hey, that's, we, that's hey, we speak, speaking XSL into existence. freshman next year. Speaking into existence, 2020, XXL. Check my boy out right now, Ace. I'm trying to do it before I get old. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be you don't want to be 33 on the cover with some, with some 19. I'm trying to do it before I get 20. Before you get 20? Yeah. 18? You 18? Not yeah, you're 19. Oh yeah. 18. 18. Two years. Are you 19? I'm 18. You 18? Okay, okay. That's because <laughs> your, yeah, your birthday in July. Shit, that, that's right. You, yeah, I just you, turned 18, though. I should have I tried to do it this year. Yeah, you young, young. You young, young. But it has been one on Sideline Saturdays. Jelani Smith, Ace. I appreciate everybody that's been listening and everybody that critiques. And be ready for the next episode. It's been one. We'll see you later. All right. <laughs>